Welcome. I'm Lurley Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast now on Mental Health News Radio Network. This podcast is also available wherever you get your podcasts, but I do suggest checking out Mental Health News Radio Network to find all your podcasts related to mental health. So let's get started. Today's guest is Winnie Wang, a trauma-informed acupuncturist, author of Honoring Darkness and her recent book, Unlocking Light. She's also a Reiki and shamanic Tao healer and shadow worker. Winnie recently founded the Compassionate Transformation Community, a nonprofit dedicated to the mental wellness of youth and their parents. Winnie, thank you so much for joining me today. Wow, thank you so much for having me. This is my dream come true to be with all of you. I have been on 60 or 70 podcasts this year, really wanting to help as many people as possible. So thank you for having me here. Absolutely. You know, you... First of all, I want to know, what is your story and why did you get into not only acupuncture, but trauma-informed acupuncture? Yeah, so I have a difficult childhood. So I'm an immigrant and at the age of 15, I came here for political safety. And so my parents just shipped me over. So I had to say goodbye to everything I know, my mom, my dad, my bed, my school, my friends, my country, and everything that I know. And I came here by myself and within three weeks of landing, had my first Me Too. I have no idea that boys in America are not the same as where I come from. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was not equipped to, encounter the me too and living on my own right um Mm. i think that sometimes parents they do their best you know imagine if you lived in ukraine and you knew that russia is going to attack and if you had money you would ship your children outside the country because to be alive is better to be dead right so you know but this kind of trauma you know, your child is not really equipped to live on their own and it's all kinds of things happen. And I probably got into uh, cars with grown up men that I shouldn't have got into, but you know, it's like, how do I buy a computer? How do I buy a table? How do I buy anything, right? It's like sometimes you needed to do what you needed to do to survive. And um, so later when I became an adult, I was in a toxic codependent relationship because I felt like such a victim, right? So the moment I identified as a victim, I make the other person a savior and also a bully, right? So at the same time, he was my rock and you know, he was my family, my best friend, and my lover, everything revolved around him. And I don't believe that he was narcissistic by choice. But it's almost like, because I worshipped him. So it's not his fault, but it's my fault. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, 
like I I felt like my survival depended on this person and so naturally I would be people pleasing right like for example if I didn't make my own money right my the fact that I have a roof over my head I have clothes I have food is all dependent on this person so it felt like I needed to just say yes to everything he does and you know accept any anger any you know it it felt like whenever let's say I wanted to have sushi and he wanted to have steak then we always have steak because I always felt like it is not safe for me to tell him what I really wanted yeah so and um because of this dynamic where he always gets his way and I don't get my way then eventually it led led to a really deep fracture where trust was broken and that actually led to a rape um, where I was feeling lonely and disconnected in the marriage and I thought I could trust this male friend and then it didn't turn out to be true and then uh, you know the ball kept rolling and rolling but fast forward is that i had a divorce which was really painful because for 19 years this man was all that i know and um and then and then he reacted in such a way where he you know basically told the children i don't know if i can ever trust your mother and so that caused a rupture in the relationship between me and the children. And then that went into parental alienation where mm. my children said, like, you're not my mother. I don't want a relationship with you. You have no right to talk to me. Wow. So, yeah, exactly. So I've lost my land, my country, connection to my parents, um, the man of my life, the children. I just felt like God kept taking everything I know away from me. And the good news is that throughout this process is actually a journey back to who I really am. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, You know, I, I, I work with a lot of clients who have really deep trauma. And when they come, I tell them, can we graduate ourselves from trauma right and the answer is yes and no Hmm. it's no because there's no undo button on the rape right there's no undo button on the trauma of separating from my families and trauma of separating from the rock of my life or my children however it is possible in the sense that if I relaxed, then I can actually over time slowly let go of the label of being a victim, right? So, and this doesn't happen in a day, right? (laughs) Uh, This happened, it's like a gradual process. You know, I remember, you know, this first month that I had the divorce, I was absolutely heartbroken. I was 
having, you know, suicide idealization. And I went to my acupuncturist and with the deepest compassion, he told me this. He said, Winnie, I want to let you know something. You cannot be broken. All right. And he happens to be a Buddhist and he gave me this teaching of the Heart Sutra, which is who we truly are is eternal, beyond time and space. We cannot be born and cannot die. We cannot be clean. We cannot be dirty. We cannot increase or decrease, right? What that basically means is there is an aspect of us. You can call this the Buddha nature. You can call this the Christ consciousness, or you can call this the light, right? When we say namaste, the light in me sees the light in you. Simply, the light in us cannot be broken and cannot be, dis, you know, like extinguished, right? So as it turns out, I now believe that before I reincarnated onto this earth, I'm a very powerful soul and I actually signed up. I raised my hand and <laughs> okay, I want all of these traumas so that I can really have the experience of human suffering. Mm -hmm. And to completely decay and decompose so for example when we have banana peels or rotten tomatoes right what happens or animal poop when we decompose it mother earth can turn what is rotten into rich fertile soil on which a lotus or the new banana tree can grow out of Right. So if we look at the seasons like spring, summer, fall, winter, we see that nature is a nonstop cycle of birth and death and then birth and death. Right. So as long as we go along with you can call it the Tao, God, source, universe, whatever. It's like we just keep riding the wave of birth and death and birth and death. It's almost like, okay, well, that woman who was married to this man for 19 years died, but now there is a new woman, right? So it's, it's this constant um, reinvention. And what is really rewarding about this is each time I think my heart is so-called broken, mm. it's actually my heart is opening more to love, right? Because one time I got really angry at God. I'm like, God, I'm so tired. Why do you keep doing this to me? Like, why, 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 why? Why do you give me so much trauma? Okay, just give some <laughs> to other people, okay? I'm tired. <laughs> I asked for too much. Yeah, I'm like, I'm done. Right. Don't send me any more lesson. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and God told me because 
it is in our weakness and in our vulnerability that we can connect heart to heart with another person, right? Brene Brown, her famous TED talk on vulnerability is that vulnerability is the basis of connection. Right? If I sit here and tell you how beautiful I am, how rich I am, how smart I am, that doesn't actually build connection, right? But actually, when I tell you these are the traumas that I've had and this is the journey that I've had, how heart opening is it to listen to this podcast, right? So, mm. you know, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure to give five stars and leave a review and a comment <laughs> and share this podcast with your friends because literally, there Thank are you. <laughs> so many wars going in the world, isn't it? Right? Right yeah. now, we have this war in the Middle East. Oof. Yeah. And rather than feeling like I'm a powerless victim, to the fears, the anger, the, the wars in the world is to recognize, right? So I'm an energy healer and traditional Chinese medicine. We say that what is in the external world is also inside our internal body. So our body is actually a microcosm of the external environment. So for example, if there's a war in the Middle East, there could be a war between my stomach and my liver. There could be a war between my hips and my neck, right? So imagine that the same way that countries are fighting for oil, for money, for resources, for land, for human, for votes, for likes, <laughs> for <laughs> followers, inside our body, we're fighting for resources. We're fighting for chi, we're fighting for blood, right? It's almost like, imagine that, let's say you are an overthinker. Your brain is the bully. It's like hoarding 90% of the money so that, guess what? Your digestion doesn't have enough chi to spend. And that's why maybe you have alternating diarrhea and constipation, otherwise known as itchable. It's um, irritable bowel syndrome. Thank you. Irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> IBS. Yes. yes. My English. Thank you. Or, you know, because you're always overthinking in your head, there isn't enough chi or blood or juice to your uterus, right? So, so many women feel like, oh, I have low libido. I don't ever want to have sex. I don't feel sexy. What's wrong with me? I'm too tired for sex. I don't have time for sex. You know, it's actually not that there is anything wrong with you at all, right? Every woman has enough chi and blood and juices to be sexy, to enjoy sex. But what it is, is there's almost like a bully, right? That brain likes to hog the mic. <laughs> Listen to me. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take the mic and think all day. Okay. But you know, so rather than feeling disempowered about the wars that are outside our body, it's about how can I achieve love, peace and harmony inside my body, right? So that every cell in my body 
feels loved and has the chi or the blood or the juices, the resources, so that not one organ, such as the brain, is hogging everything. Wow. You know, leading up to the war um, or the attack um, just recently, I feel like the weeks leading up to it, I was just in turmoil, like internal turmoil. I didn't know, like, I, it, it was just one thing after another kept happening to me. And I was just like, what's going on in the world where I feel that, like, I can't get my shit together. Um, and, you know, and in and, and saying this out loud, other people were saying the same thing. You know, people are saying maybe it's the barometric pressure. Maybe it's all the thing. Maybe, maybe it was everything that was happening in the universe. And, and, you know, I, I do have trouble like dialing back what's happened and not thinking about what, what is happening. Cause it is very traumatic. I, I, you know, I, I, if I, if I dive down into the news, I'm like, it's like a rabbit hole. And so what I've been trying to do for myself is for every like really distressing story that I've re I read, I try to read something that's more uplifting. And, you know, when people are posting, I try to post the more positive stories to kind of put that energy out there that there, there are good things happening, um, but not to minimize what's happening. But I feel like that 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 energy, the good energy, the love and all of it, it needs to be it. I, I, I feel that we need to exude that and, and, and that will be hopefully helpful, or, you know, around the world. I'm, you know, I'm not a Tao, um, I, I don't practice Tao, or, and, but I, I do appreciate it, um, the whole idea of it. Yeah, so something that is interesting since we're talking about trauma survival uh, podcast is because I have had so much trauma all of us have a default coping mechanism, right? Fight, flight, freeze, mm -hmm. So my default coping mechanism is working, right? So if you feel like, oh my God, what's happening in the world? Let me put out some good vibes out there. Let me, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this, do, 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 do. <laughs> So recognize, like, I'm glad you're laughing because I'm laughing too at myself, which is if you find yourself in the do, 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 do energy, it's like, first of all, let's take a deep breath together. We've been living thousands of years of patriarchy. And what that means is we feel like we have to do something. There's a mental health crisis. We need to do something. There's an opioid crisis. Do something. 25% of our teenage girls have dark, intrusive thoughts. And I, this month, just had another dear, my best friend's daughter wants, doesn't want to live anymore, right? Like mm. these suicidal idealization think about one and four i mean that's no joke right you're right. getting really close to home but is to recognize that i cannot solve a burnout crisis by being burned out myself right i cannot help people with busyness by being busy 
right? Like, right. I cannot show up with desperation and this what I do now, what I do now, what I do now energy if I really want to make an impact in the world. And what's really interesting, and all of you listeners who especially have children, please pay attention. Children do not have the prefrontal cortex fully built until the age 25. That means that if your child has anxiety, it's not that your child has anxiety, it's that you have anxiety. If your child is stressed out, it's not that your child is stressed out, it's that you are stressed out. If your child doesn't know how to cope with the news in the war in the Middle East, it's not because your child doesn't know, it's because you don't know, okay? So we need to take responsibility that our child doesn't even have the hardware to cope. What they have is mirror neurons. Mm. They pick up what's happening with us. So if we want our teenage daughters not to be suicidal, to be grounded, to not be stressed, not be a perfectionist, guess what? <laughs> we got to do the work, okay? Right. It's like, if I am calm and I am relaxed, my daughter has no choice but to be calm and relaxed. That's so, right. You know, let's say I'll give you a very practical example. Okay. So my daughter has dance class at 5 p.m. And I leave the house and I get on the highway. Oh my God, the, the, the exit ramp to get on the highway was full of cars. I'm like, oh gosh, we're going to five minutes late. And then once I get on the highway, it's like a lot of cars to get off the ramp. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be late. <laughs> and I'm like, Winnie, stop and breathe. If I'm stressed about being late to a dance class, it's like I am generating toxic poison to, for my daughter to breathe. Oh my gosh. So I said, Winnie, you're going to relax. If she's 20 minutes late to the dance class, she's 20 minutes late to the dance class. Nobody ever died from being 20 minutes late to a dance class. But if your daughter learn how to be a perfectionist, have to have fear, anxiety, stress, there's nothing in the world, no 20 minute being on time to a dance class. First of all, it's not possible because the traffic is what it is. Okay. Unless I have a helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> right? This is where I love the Bible because in the Bible, Jesus says, which of you by being anxious can add one hour to your life? Which of you by being anxious can bypass 20 minutes of traffic and get your daughter to dance class? I'm going to tell you, you're going to get to the dance class when you get to the dance class. Okay. Being stressed did not help at all. And by the way, yes, let's laugh about this because when I realized this, I'm like, okay, Winnie, Let's just turn on the radio, 
play some nice tunes. Let's have a dance party in the car right now. Let's sing. Let's let's teach our daughter how to relax, how to laugh, how to have a good time, and how to have joy and connection. And you know what? My daughter doesn't really need the dance class. My daughter doesn't need to be a perfectionist. What my daughter needs is my love, my presence. And so I'm going to give it to her. And so, yeah, so that's what I, I am a work in progress, just like everyone, right? So I um, am really honored to be here, to be able to share this story. And oh, these, this, this is another thing I want everybody to know. Uh, this is gold, okay? If your parents <laughs> pay attention. Every thought that I have, I don't actually need to speak it out loud. My daughter can hear it because the thought generate a vibrational field. So mm -hmm. for example, if I'm stressed or I'm relaxed, the vibrations don't lie. Okay. I can tell you my daughter knows exactly whether I'm stressed or relaxed. Mm -hmm. So understand that every thought is either a blessing or a curse, right? So if I am afraid that my daughter would turn out ABC, okay, let's get practical. After COVID, my daughter started playing video games <laughs> all day long, okay? So I have two choices. She's gonna play video games because she's gonna play video games, okay? Like, she's a teenager. Right. If she's playing video games at school, I can't watch it. And then if I turn off the lights at night and she's playing video games, let's be real. I think I can control, but control is an illusion. Okay. Everybody control is an illusion. <laughs> I can either fear. Oh my God. What if my daughter just plays video games the rest of her life? She doesn't make money. She doesn't graduate from high school, doesn't go to college and she's just wasted her life and she doesn't make any contribution to society. Yeah, we can laugh about it because how many mothers freak out that their daughters are on their iPhones or computers too many hours a day? Or I can say, I trust my daughter to self-regulate. So maybe she will miss the history paper. Maybe she'll get a C, maybe she'll get an F, but maybe she will learn the lesson that maybe next time I shouldn't play video games through the night. Maybe I should study for my history test, right? So in my humble opinion, it's much better that my daughter learned the lesson when she's 13 years old, when if she has challenge, at least she's still in my roof, right? At least if she is having suicidal thoughts or a mental health breakdown, I can still feed her strawberries. I can still rub her feet. I can still, you know, sing songs, whatever she's willing to accept, I can still love her, right? Mm -hmm. Even if she doesn't want to be touched, even if she has her doors locked, 
I can still vibrate love and fill the house with the vibration of love. I can bake chocolate chip cookies. How's that? <laughs> you know, so what I mean to say is if I fear, if I don't trust my daughter, I am teaching my daughter how to fear. I'm teaching my daughter that she cannot trust herself. I am disempowering my daughter every time I don't trust her. On the other hand, if I just keep repeating, I trust my daughter, I love her, I trust that she knows that if she's in trouble, she can come to me, right? I just keep vibrating, I'm here for you, I love you, I support you. Whenever you need, you, you know how to find me. That is how I create this emotional safety so that my daughter can come to me and tell me everything she wants. Can I undo <laughs> all the things I've done? I, 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 didn't, I didn't get um, treatment for my traumas um, until my daughter was, uh, this was 2020 and she's eight now. So when she was five and my son was um, almost two. And and I I am working on it. I am that mother who's like, oh my God, we are going to be so late. Some days, some days are better than others. Some days I'm like, you know what? If we're late, we're late. But then there are some days where I'm like, get in the car. And I'm like, I'm just going crazy. And I and you know, and like I know what you were saying is, you know, you know, you're thinking it. You don't have to say it out loud. But there, like, there are sometimes where I'm like, okay, don't say what you want to say right now. Don't say it. There's no point, and it just, it's like word vomit. And then, and then, you know, afterwards, you know, we discuss, and I, I've calmed down. I'm like, that was that was not good behavior on my part. Um. And, you know, she, she, I, I feel like I have created a little anxiety in her. Um, but, you know, I'm also trying to work with her to create, to, to manage and regulate. Um, my son was much younger, so he didn't deal with me and my trauma for as long as my daughter had. Um, and she, and he, he regulates his emotions really, really well. Um, so I'm like, is this is this too late? What, is there some is there something extra I can do for my daughter to help her? Thank you, thank you. Uh, you should read my book. No, honestly, because <laughs> yes. So the book is called Honoring Darkness: Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. And what we want to give our children is love forgiveness, compassion, gratitude. We want to teach them all of these things, right? But we don't teach compassion or gratitude or forgiveness by saying, say thank you, say sorry, <laughs> okay? It's not at the lip level. It's whether we truly vibrate that in every cell, every layer in our existence. Like imagine vibrating true forgiveness, true gratitude in your heart. Right, so how our kids learn is how we vibrate that energy. But what is standing in the way is our traumas. Mm -hmm. Our traumas has been, is stored in the body, right? So let's talk about that because in traditional Chinese medicine, for example, 
anger, like this anger of me too being violated is stored in the liver. Okay, this is the TCM liver. And so want to tell a quick story. Okay, so one of my clients, she found me on Yelp and she's like, hey, Winnie, can acupuncture help me restore my eyesight? And I said, well, I don't know if acupuncture alone can help you restore your eyesight, but if you're ready to do the work, I'll do the best that I can. So she shows up and I said, okay, so in TCM, anger is stored in the liver and liver opens in the eyes. So can you tell me how long have you had decreased eyesight? And she said, about three months. I said, okay. So three months, can you tell me what is the thing that pissed you off the most three months ago? And she said, you know, I was talking to my sister. We got into an argument. She set boundaries with me and then she cut me off and I got real angry because who is she to decide whether I can talk to her or not? Like who is she to decide to, to set boundaries? And I said, okay, let's take a deep breath. Do you want to be right that your sister has no right to set boundaries with you? Do you want to be right? Because you have every right to be angry at your sister. Okay. You can validate your ego. If, if you put 10 women in your shoes and your, their sister set a boundary and don't want to talk to them anymore. 10 out of 10 women would get angry. Okay. Or you can choose to forgive your sister, forgive yourself. Why? Because you must have said something to piss your sister off. That's why she cut you off. So you got to forgive yourself and you can get your eyes back. Which one do you choose? <laughs> and she said, I choose to forgive my sister and have my eyesight back. I said, good choice. Okay. Good choice. And so we did acupuncture to, um, release the trapped emotion that's stored in the liver. And we did spiritual practices. Why? It's because humans cannot forgive. Okay. So, you know, if you believe in God, we forgive because God forgives us first, right? So imagine my cup as a victim is already maybe half empty or maybe only 20% full. Okay. I cannot offer somebody love or forgiveness unless my cup is full and overflowing, right? So I say, imagine you have a cup that's half full. You plug yourself into God's source universe, the higher power, whatever you want to call this. Imagine $10 million per second is pouring into your cup. So it's like, you know, the champagne that overflow from the glass. Mm -hmm. So the forgiveness that you give to your sister isn't because you're pouring from an empty cup, but it's because you're plugged into this nonstop champagne so that you're giving your sister the overflow of the champagne glass. So that's why in my practice, not only do I help people transform at the body level because the acupuncture can release this trauma that's trapped in the liver and help open the eyes, 
you know, we are coaching, right, at the mind level, because, you know, okay, you got to take responsibility in the way that you showed up, you said something to piss off your sister. But then also at the spiritual level, because that's the fastest way to fill your cup is to let God source universe fill your cup and then give that overflow to your sister. Mm. And so I gave her a practice of forgiveness 15 minutes day and night, and she did it really well. And so all she did was one session and then her eyesight was fully recovered. Wow. So wow. I don't get to take credit for that because first of all, she is the one that has to decide to forgive her sister, right? Because if she doesn't want to forgive her sister, there's nothing I can do, right? If you want to be a victim, my, my sister set boundaries with me, she cut me off, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if you want to hold on to your label as a victim, right? You have every right to be a victim. And that's why, you know, remember I, I said in the beginning, can you graduate from your victimhood? Yes and no, right? There's no undo button. Yeah, your sister set boundaries and you felt abandoned, right? So yeah, you have every right to feel abandoned. I would feel abandoned. You put 10 women in your shoes, 10 women will feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. But then do you want to hang on to this I am abandoned conversation or do you want to plug into the God source waterfall and feel totally utterly loved with a cup that's full overflowing and so you can give some of the overflow to your sister right you know that's really interesting you know acupuncture has done a lot for me you know um maybe at the surface level you know there's pain in my neck there's um it helped me induce my child um but and what you said was really interesting about the liver and the trauma is is that what you focus on if someone comes to you and says i have trauma i need to release these trauma blocks yeah so you know acupuncture in the state of california is a four-year medical degree so it's not so simple like okay everybody is just liver you know so for example fear is trapped in the, the kidney and overthinking impairs digestion so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I really encourage you to go on Yelp and find an acupuncturist because you need a diagnosis, right? And there's nothing that replaces. Imagine you have trauma and you have an anxiety attack. All you need to do is lie on the table, receive some needles, and it will literally reset your central nervous system mm. so that you it's like you ever have like your computer crash and you don't know why all you have to do is unplug the power source and then plug it back in and a lot of the times that takes care of it so a lot of the times you unplug from the anxiety give your body a break and then you plug back in and suddenly you're like, wow, I feel like a million bucks. I can sleep again. I can poop again. Like I, I can laugh again. Like there are all these things that you just feel so much lighter after acupuncture. Yeah. So, uh, I'm very spoiled because I'm an acupuncturist and I can like needle myself three times a week, <laughs> but, but you know, 
Imagine that you brush your teeth twice a day and you go to a dentist twice a year. If you've never been to an acupuncturist, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> uh, like imagine you've never brushed your teeth or gone to the dentist. Like, I, I, I'm just speechless, like that people don't know to go to an acupuncture. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Um, I, I obviously there are costs associated, which is why I started this nonprofit. Mm. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, because I realized, okay, if you come on my table, maybe you cannot afford the private session. But I truly believe that wellness belongs to the people, regardless of income level, right? Healing from your trauma. Yes, we want to work with acupuncturists, talk therapists, and all of these things. But even if you have no money, you can heal, right? Such as listening to this podcast every single time it comes out, okay? And listen to this podcast and share with all of your friends. Why? Because this podcast is free, right? There's so many kind-hearted people like Laura Lee here, like me. We just want you to have the resources, the tips, everything you need to heal from your trauma. So keep listening to these podcasts on YouTube, on Spotify. You know, I have, you know, social media that you can follow. And also I started this nonprofit because I realized if you have money, do private. If you don't, do group. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a for-profit company called Heart Center LA, where it's something like $40, very low price point, where you can come in and receive that champagne glass. Okay, Fill your so, cup. Yeah, fill your cup, okay? Fill so your cup. <laughs> for $40, you can come in and fill your cup, just breathe in this positive love, forgiveness, compassion, okay? Just come and breathe the positive information. Okay, that's for $40, very low price point. And then there's also this nonprofit where once a month we can uh, come together, like we community events that we have heart to heart. I have, um, you know, in collaboration with Howie, who is very passionate about helping neurodivergent children, right? So people with autism, ADHD, OCD, PTSD. Here's the thing is I really believe that when we experience trauma, there is a rewiring that happened in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we're stuck. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever had this experience immediately after my trauma, even just hearing somebody's footstep is enough to give me a full on panic attack. Somebody opening and closing the drawers is enough to give me a full on panic attack. Because yeah. when you come out of, you know, an abusive relationship, you are so used to taking the anger that when you hear anger in the footstep or in the opening and closing and drawer, you just start to panic. Yeah. Right. So this is a wiring in the brain. And so basically, probably a lot of us have undiagnosed neurodivergence. Mm -hmm. Right. 
but the good news is yes receiving the label of ADHD PTSD it gives us so much acceptance compassion for our human suffering like so many of my friends said oh you know 18 months ago I finally got the diagnostic that I'm on the autism spectrum and there's nothing that made me happier because all of a sudden my whole life makes sense yes it's true the label gives us comfort but if we hold on to the label too tightly then we're just perpetuating this thing like we become dependent on medication and all of that stuff and mm -hmm. absolutely no shame you know if you want to be on medication the rest of your life perfect do it you know but please know that there is a power beyond human comprehension right imagine if all you have to do is say yes and 10 million dollars per second can pour into your cup you can unlearn all the ways that you're not lovable that you're abandoned and that you're not safe in this world right at the root of it autism adhd ocd ptsd all of this is feeling like i am not really safe i have to people please i it's like a survival mechanism right but when you connect to this true unconditional love you don't have to scramble for survival anymore yeah that's right yeah i mean there is so much power in acupuncture i when i i actually had to go into residential treatment for myself and acupuncture was one of the things that they offered every day um and you know that was also among all the other treatments and you know massages and all of the body work that i did um but it, it is fascinating to learn that you can that that you can release these trauma blocks that there are things like the fear and the kidney and you know the you know trauma and liver uh, it's it's so fascinating to me um is there anything that you would like to add before we we, we go yeah Okay, so imagine you're at the toilet and your house is not flushing. How long can you put up with a not flushing <laughs> toilet? Okay, so acupuncture is like hiring a plumber so that you can finally flush those heaviness, that trauma out of your body, right? But acupuncture itself is not enough, right? Because think about this if you don't give up that victim label and try to connect to God and be rich and abundant it's like hiring a plumber they you know you can flush but then you don't actually know to use the the you know the flushing uh the push mechanism right, right. so so imagine you know and this is one final tip i want to leave with all of you i teach a class every wednesday at 7 p.m is a qigong class or yoga class something to move chi because you know what breathing is free amen yes <laughs> the only two pieces of equipment you need to heal at the end of the day is your heart because love melts all blockages and your breath because 
if you can breathe, you can inhale love and exhale the pain. So basically, it's like this. If you have no money, come to my free Qigong class every Wednesday night so you can receive the love and also inhale love and exhale pain. And if you have money, then please come and, you know, for a very low price point, you can fill your cup in a group experience or you can work with me in a private setting. Amazing. Well, thank you, Winnie. This has been so informative and I, I've really enjoyed um, all of the, the advice and the wisdom that you shared today and sharing your, your own personal story. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please share this with your friends. Yes, please do. Thank you so much. That was Winnie Wang, trauma-informed acupuncturist, author of Honoring Darkness and her recent book, Unlocking Light. I'm definitely going to check that out, both of them. Uh, for more information about Winnie and her books and her nonprofit, you can check it out in the show notes and the links. October's issue of Authentic Insider is out. Check out Authentic Insider at traumasurvivorthriver.com. That's traumasurvivorthriver.com, as well as past episodes of a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my email list on, to get Authentic Insider magazine in your inbox monthly. We will be back next week when I speak with April Pride, when we discuss ADHD and the power of psychedelics. You've been listening to a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. I'm Lori Lee Benstock. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Take care. Mm -hmm.